My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Hello, friends and family from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with your host, David J. Harris, Jr. And today, friends, I am truly, truly excited, not only about this interview, but about what this uh, young man, the, this, this grown man, this man that literally took on Wall Street and beat them. He took them on to fight for the average American, to fight for farmers, to fight for Americans that had literally were looking at losing their savings. Friends, uh, James Catullus is a name that we should all know and appreciate. James runs a hedge fund. He also runs his own law firm. And literally, just, just over 10 years ago, he took on the former CEO of Goldman Sachs, John Corzine, also a former governor and former senator, uh, to the tune of over $6 billion. There was the, the uh, MF Global bankruptcy was the eighth largest bankruptcy in U.S. history, friends. And uh, what he did, he did pro bono. He did it for the people. And that speaks volumes to me as to who this young man is and exactly what he's all about. And he's also uh, one, of the, one of the main token holders for the Let's Go Brandon crypto coin. Let's Go Brandon coin. So without further ado, we're going to get into a lot today, friends. My guest and good friend, James Catullus. James, my brother, how you doing today? I'm doing great, David. Your uh, intro really got me fired up here, so uh, this is pretty exciting. Well, I'm excited to have you on, brother. I know you're coming to us from Puerto Rico. You're down there for Crypto Week in Puerto Rico. Some of the biggest names and, and coins and holders and coins are down there for the week. And you are literally at the tip of the spear, uh, I, I think, because of your pro bono action. Uh, for you to take on these, this big name, John Corzine, somebody that, uh, was backed by Obama, that, uh, Obama's attorney general, Eric Holder, basically shielded from an orange jumpsuit. Somebody <laughs> that, uh, some of the people behind it are connected to Hillary Clinton. I mean, this is, this is as deep as you can get into the swamp when it comes to Wall Street. And you took him on and that, uh, that, that hedge fund, uh, MF Global, you took him on head on pro bono and won. Are you kidding me? Let's let's uh, just hats off to you. You've been hailed as the white knight of Wall Street. And while so many Americans are always, especially now with things like Robinhood, these platforms where everyday average Americans can just get on and do their own investing. There's always the there's always the fear of those big Wall Street guys that just bully us small guys. And you are the opposite of that. You are standing up for the people, brother. Kudos for you. Uh, and thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's jump into, before we get to the Let's Go Brandon coin, which obviously I'm wearing my shirt. You've got a shirt on too. Let's Go Brandon coin uh, for with you and Trump on there. I think you're even going to have some of those signed. Maybe we'll find out. But before we get to, <laughs> before we get to the coin, uh, let's just cover, because it's such a fascinating story, and it's one that should have had a lot more media coverage, except they probably weren't trying to uh, expose somebody that was so closely connected to Obama and Hillary uh, and, and what he was doing. But literally, the, the former CEO of Goldman Sachs, a former senator, former governor, John Corzine, uh, he was just trying to rip people off. And these were farmers. Uh, these were livestock farmers. Uh, these were these were Americans that literally had their life savings 
basically in this fund, believing in this uh, this hypocrite, this shyster, this scammer, and he tried to just, he, he, if it was up to them, he would have got away with it. He still hasn't even got an orange jumpsuit on. So why did you decide to take on this hedge fund, having never done a bankruptcy case before? Why did you decide to take it head on and do it pro bono? Yeah. Uh, so just a bit of a clarification. MF Global was the world's largest non-bank commodity broker uh, rather than a hedge fund. So these these farmers, these ranchers, these American companies such as Coca-Cola, Southwest Airlines, um, you know, they were in there to do things like hedge their seed, hedge their cow production. Uh, hedge their their fuel costs in Southwest case, right? So this this was a case that really touched every corner of American business, from from small independent farmers up to the biggest multinational conglomerates. Um, but under U.S. law, prior to MF Global, not a single customer had lost one penny due to the failure of a commodity broker um, in 200 years of commodity trade in the U.S. Under under U.S. law, customer segregated funds are supposed to help be held segregated every second of every day. And, um, you know, Cor Corzine breached that. It was, it was the biggest crisis in, in the history of futures trading in the U.S. and really affected the entire financial system. So for me as a hedge fund manager, our involvement there was that we allow large customers to have what are called uh, separately managed accounts, where they have a brokerage account where we could run our hedge fund strategies for them in their own name, and they could pick whatever broker that they choose, right? So some of my biggest customers were involved with that. I happen to be a lawyer. Um, prior to MF Global, my pro bono uh, or my courtroom experience was in $8,000 collections case on behalf of my golf pro. Um, and I had never even taken a class in bankruptcy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a while, right? Wow. Um, but, you know, in this case, you know, my initial instinct is these guys are my customers. I got to do whatever I can to protect them. So I called the day of the bankruptcy, I called Sam Tenenbaum, who's the head of the Northwestern Law Investor Protection Center, uh, of which I'm the, even at the time, was already the consulting expert on futures uh, for that center. And he's like, Jimmy, you got to get a pro hoc Vichy, which is a temporary license in New York. Go there, file an emergency motion, ask for 90% of your customer's money back, right? And um, this was such an unprecedented case that these major victims didn't even have counsel retained, right? This wasn't even in the cards that something like this could happen, that someone could raid their segregated accounts, which by the way, he did on tape lines. There are taped phone conversations of him instructing his treasury department to go into these customer accounts and take this $1.6 billion to meet margin calls on John's personal trades for which those customers would have derived no benefit. Right. So one of the, the distinctions I always make on the case is these weren't investors in a hedge fund who were taking risks for the, their benefit. They were holding money in what's essentially a safe deposit box so they could buy seed to plant their crops. OK, and wow. they were relying on legal protections. And believe it or not, the CFTC at the time was run by a guy named Gary Gensler, who you might know is the current chairman of the SEC. And Gary Gensler worked at Goldman Sachs with John Corzine, and he essentially recruit, recused the entire CFTC from exercising its duty to protect these farmers and ranchers and Coca-Cola and Southwest Airlines, recused the industry, was dealing with John Corzine on his personal email, not his government email. So, you know, one thing that was really prolific through the entire o Obama administration was evading federal records retention laws 
which, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, my God, Hillary and her emails, no big deal. It is a big deal. There's federal yes. record retention laws for a reason so that every email with uh, done on behalf of the government can be retained so it can be monitored for conflicts of interest. So when you've got the head of a major regulator dealing with personal emails on a guy who is on tape line stealing $1.6 billion, it absolutely is a problem. And that's our SEC chairman today. He did that. Wow. Okay, wow. so me... Unbelievable. So, yeah. So the way it went down was... Um, bankruptcy happened. I got this temporary license. New York Times profiled what I was doing because I was one of the only people to do anything. Right. So I was in the New York Times like five, six days after the bankruptcy, standing actually in front of Trump Tower, ironically, uh, back in 2011, <laughs> in a black trench coat looking scary on the streets of Fifth Avenue and uh, 56th Street, I believe. Um, and that picture and that article triggered us getting over a thousand phone calls a day. Back then, you know, I had started my hedge fund on my credit cards in the financial crisis, got the collapse of Lehman Brothers right. So, you know, in our first quarter trading was Q408 when Citadel was down 50 percent and almost went out of business. We made 35 percent for our investors. Right. So, wow. um, you know, we, we didn't, didn't take no bailout. Right. But anyway, at the time, our firm was myself, my 23 year old little sister, Diana, uh, with an advertising background. And a guy named Jared Lehman, a farmer who lives on a farm in Indiana and trades agriculture commodities for us and deals with a whole lot of farmers and ranchers, right? So we're a little firm. We didn't really have the bandwidth to be getting over a thousand phone calls a day. I mean, it was so intense that my sister was hearing phones ringing her sleep. Um, one of our major clients who was a retired school teacher from Kansas who, um, Fortunately, invested a, 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 his his inheritance with Paul Tudor Jones and made quite a lot of money um, in commodity trading. So he had a, then a full time family office in charge of commodity trading. He sent his risk manager to our office to answer phones because all of his capital was tied up in MF Global and frozen due to Corzine's theft. So he's like, risk manager, your job now is to answer phones because all that matters is getting our money back from MF Global. Like that's how much of a whirlwind grassroots effort this was. And then critically, uh, like the third major person on our team was a guy named John Rowe, who's the son of now retired Congressman Phil Rowe, who at the time was the only congressman in all of Congress who did not accept PAC money. Okay, so John came from a good, earnest, honest family. Um, and really it was the three of us, uh, you know, plus some other people helping and advising um, up against lawyers that included Louis Free, who was Bill Clinton's FBI director, who was trustee for MF Global Holdings, James Giddens, uh, Hughes Hubbard and Reed, who was the trustee of the Lehman Brothers bankruptcy, which took like nine years and generated billions of dollars in fees, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase, which was the bank that was really holding the stolen funds that Corzine had sent to them to meet the margin call. Um, and so just the two trustees build 2.4 billion with a B in this case, the nonprofit that John, Diana, and I formed on the fly to, to do this all pro bono was called the Commodity Customer Coalition. We did two years of bankruptcy representation, including getting some outside counsel to help, um, travel, multiple testifying uh, before Congress, consulting on a customer protection bill in Congress. We did it all for $176,000 in donations and wound up recovering all $6.7 billion. Wow. That right there is uh, an American dream for all those farmers uh, and all those people that had their money that shouldn't even have been in that position to get taken. 
you, you mean I, I understand why they they hail you the White Knight of Wall Street, <laughs> and, and and when this happened, it was not just a crisis for the people that uh, had their their life savings sucked into this, but it spilled over into all other markets. The Dow lost two hundred seventy six points in one day. Uh, CME stock tanked, and the spillover effect cost innocent people millions of dollars in their portfolio. So it was a huge, huge deal. And for you to take on the heads of some of the biggest financial institutions in the world and win, brother, absolutely amazing. God bless you. Are you a man of faith? Thank you. Yeah. Because you, you'd have to have faith to go in and go up against those people. And I believe that God was on your side. I believe he is on your side. And because of that, because of you winning and getting them, getting these people's money back, not only is John Corzine still not in an orange jumpsuit, which I think needs to happen, but then you were gifted as a thank you. You were gifted a trillion of these Let's Go Brandon tokens that uh, I, you got to tell me now about it. Now, it I have 100%. Yeah, I love it. I love it, brother. I have 100% faith in you. I think your I think actions always speak louder than words. And I think your actions and your track record, not just with your own fund, but what you did with your law firm to go fight for average everyday American citizens that were getting screwed royally uh, by the system. And you took them on and you won. You were gifted these Let's Go Brandon coins. Tell us about this coin, brother. Tell us about how it came to be and what, what we should be able to expect or, or what. Uh, tell us how it came to be first. And we'll go forward. We'll go from there. Sure. So, so I had a little hand in the inspiration of the coin as well. So, um, if you read the, the LGBTcoin.io origin story, um, the guy who wrote it, Jeff Carter, a uh, former CME board member who was, uh, you know, was at least a very uh, prolific conservative blogger before he was shadow banned by Twitter and deleted his Twitter. Um, Jeff um, knows I was always big into Halloween, the MF Global bankruptcy happened on Halloween 2011 um, while suing them. I actually dressed up as Corzine after 10 years in prison, wearing an orange jumpsuit with a bald wig, broken glasses, and a, a black eye makeup. Uh, my sister Diana was very good with the makeup which for that is, particular costume. Which is what would have happened but, if you would have wound up in jail. An hilarious picture. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. So this Halloween, um, so basically every Halloween, I come up with something kind of pop culture. Like last year, I was... Uh, bougie Tiger King. So it was like Tiger King and like a cutoff tuxedo shirt, a vest, a hand-painted uh, face mask for like Venetian mask style tiger thing with the trashy goatee, ostrich cowboy boots. Yeah, I got a little fun, right? <laughs> this, year, yeah, fun. this year, I dressed up as Let's Go Brandon. So I was the, uh, the president of China uh, with a Joe Biden doll um, a masquerade mask and a sign um, that said, let's go, Brandon. So um, hilariously, this um, kind of Instagram friend of mine, I never met her. Um, she saw a picture of this October 27th as me dressed as let's go, Brandon, talked to some crypto developer, mutual friends we had in common are like, you guys got to make a meme coin based on this costume, right? They happen to be friends with Jeff, and Jeff had already, to my surprise, been writing this kind of 10th anniversary retrospective of, of everything that happened with the MF Global Insanity. And Jeff's like, this is an amazing idea. So they gave Jeff a bunch of coins. Then Jeff paid it forward to me, kind of split them with me, and said, you know, I'd like to give you these as a gift for the 10th anniversary. 
Um, and a lot of people read this story and it kind of went viral. And, you know, five weeks later, the coin is already about $350 million in market cap. And that's something that has no intrinsic value. Um, 330 trillion coins were minted. So it's similar to Bitcoin. There's a defined amount of coins. Um, there's no intrinsic value to it other than the ideas uh, expressed. But, you know, one really powerful component is that it's a digital expression of political speech. So it has First Amendment protections, which um, resonated with me and that you've seen friends of mine like Jeff, like yourself, get shadow pan from Twitter. Right. Like people ban, you know, Bryson Gray banned from YouTube. Right. And um, as someone who read 1984 as a kid and was, you know, troubled by that to see the Orwellian fashion where the media is rewriting words like the word vaccine, like the word anti-vaxxer, that they're they're banning people um, from having conscientious objections when many, many studies have shown, for example, in the vaccine that you naturally acquired antibodies are superior to the shots, which are mild therapeutics at best, right? Yeah. I'm very troubled by, the, you know, the changes in language there. So this was something I accepted the coin with both hands outward, and I've been doing my best to pay it forward. So um, I personally donated 175000 U.S. dollars worth of the coin to uh, the Goodman Institute, which is a uh, very forward-thinking think tank um, that I'm on the board of. I've donated to uh, Aquanauts Adaptive. Uh, scuba therapy, which takes divers, sometimes actually quadriplegic divers, but um, generally veterans with disabilities, scuba diving as a therapeutic. It's very beneficial mm. to people with PTSD, people who can't move naturally. They could be, you know, in the water uh, with this guy, Worth O'Brien, who was a Marine Special Forces um, reconnaissance diver, and they could feel what it's like to move freely in three dimensions. So it's very therapeutic to them organization that I love that um, I've been for about six to eight months donating all my dive photography, all the proceeds go to that organization. Um, and then two nights ago, I was able to donate to Agro Lobano, which helps feed underprivileged people in Honduras. Uh, there's a big Honduran community in Miami. So, you know, to me, the coin is really an agent to go out there and do good and, and you know, help people while also getting the message out that we're not going to tolerate words getting rewritten and censorship and communist-esque um, jab mandates. Um, so, you know, it's, it's something that means a lot to me. Absolutely, brother. It means a lot to me, too. I mean, you, you, you hit so many things on the head that I'm dealing with that people know that uh, individuals like me that have larger platforms that have been dealing with shadow banning. I've gotten banned on YouTube completely. Twitter, shadow ban, Instagram. You can't search my name unless you've got every single letter accurate. And then I finally pop up. Uh, it's just nonstop. So I love the fact that this coin, this let's go Brandon token is literally like it's a it's a sign and it's a it's a this is about freedom of speech. And uh, and then, you know, hey, what it means to and where it came from. Let's go, Brandon, with the chance happening happening at NASCAR against Joe Biden. And they've been chanting this in, you know, football stadiums around the country from uh, from national football uh, games, college games. Uh, you're hearing it in baseball games. It seems to be a growing trend that people do not like this current president on paper. Yeah, I mean, look, when CNN is publishing approval ratings in the 30s, um, you know, he he and the administration are so bad that ironically, they've become a unifying force for America. Right. And yes. people are fed up. The media isn't televising the protests and people who are sick of of being told that they have to wear masks 
when you've got someone like Anthony Fauci, who is on TV saying masks do nothing, right? Well, he Initially, is, yeah. as, as, as Rand Paul has, has pointed out, there's an unequivocal written record that Fauci funded gain-of-function research in co- co- uh, coronaviruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Yet they told us, you know, 18 months ago with a straight face that they were certain that it originated from someone eating a bat at a wet market. Give me a break, okay? That's and insane. people need to continue to stand up. A lot of people have acquiesced with things like these shot mandates and showing their papers to get a beer, okay? And wearing masks just because they think that's gonna what's gonna get them their freedom back, but it's not. Supporting things like the Let's Go Brandon movement, doing what Governor Ron DeSantis has, has been doing, going to Brandon, Florida, to sign that legislation banning these shot mandates, okay? The, the three different federal courts that have struck down those mandates, you know, that's how we fight and what we win. And it's something that, that really resonated with me and MF Global, right? If, you know, I was a history minor and you, you look back at American history and how our country was created and what democracy meant to the founders. And it was a country of patriots where you weren't full-time politicians, that you went and you, you worked, you know, you grew food for people, you ran your farms, but in times of crisis, citizens would have to step up and form militias and fight back. And that's what democracy is, right? It's citizens all having a vested interest. So you look at something like MF Global and the grassroots effort that we did there, we did that to help American businesses and farmers and ranchers and retirees. And, you know, it's very meaningful to me again. And, you know, it's troubling that 10 years later, that now we have to fight again against the censorship, against these mandates with people trying to, with our government, who's supposed to work for us and be run by us, trying to put small businesses out of, out of business and, and leave us with an oligopoly of, of, you know, just the Amazons of the world and the Walmarts and that's it, right? Have, you know, their chosen few, well, you know what it's called when governments pick winners and losers? It's called fascism, okay? Yep. And Communism. for all the left going out there and talking about Antifa, they're the ones raining fascist policies down, okay? Show your papers or you can't get a beer. Like, where have we seen that before, okay? Yes. Um, so to me, you know, luckily I had a couple of years to recover from doing both MF Global Pro Bono, then I did another bankruptcy pro bono called uh, PFG, and then I'm actually a federal whistleblower against my own regulator with the National Futures Association, right? So I did several years, you know, working to clean up, you know, that futures industry. Got a little break, you know, they will focus on the hedge fund and my investor protection litigation through Kajula's Law. But, um, you know, this fight now, it, it's critical. And, you know, if you just go along to get along and, you know, get these shots over and over again. Well, guess what? There's always going to be another booster because they don't really work. They work for maybe two months and whatever. They, they work at generating billions and billions of dollars for Pfizer and Moderna. OK, but they don't really do a lot to protect health. And, you know, you look at my home state of Florida, where I have hosted, I think, nine events during COVID for the, the Miami finance community community. So people could make friends, get the mental health benefits of being out of their houses, not living in fear, building connections, right? You look at us where we have really had no restrictions for, we're about 95% no restrictions for 17 months, 100% no restrictions since April. Guess what? We got the lowest case count in America. You look at Scandinavia where Sweden was vilified around the world by the media for their herd immunity strategy. Well, guess what? That's how nature works. Okay, and look, if you're old, you're sick, you've got risk factors, 
get the shots. Hopefully they help. Isolate yourself. Hopefully that helps. But trying to push that on everybody and telling them to stop living life, to give up their rights, it's what Ben Franklin warned about. It's the, the people who are willing to give up their, secu- their, their liberty for a sense of security wind up with neither. neither. They yeah. deserve neither. And, uh, you know, kudos to Governor DeSantis. Um, I got to tell you, I generally hate all politicians, but uh, Ronnie D has been the man in Florida. Um, and it, it's refreshing that, you know, I call us the Alamo of freedom. OK, because yeah. we are living life as normal. We're going out. We're going to nightclubs. We're having conferences. People are living life how it's meant to be lived. And we've got the lowest COVID cases in America. So yeah. if you're in any other state, you're in any other country, you need to stand up and fight. And if anyone wants to restrict your freedoms, don't let them. Yeah, that's it. Don't let them. I live in Texas. We moved here about two and a half years ago from California, California. And uh, before all the everything got crazy, uh, hindsight, I'm thankful that uh, we believed we were supposed to move here. and We did. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I want to ask you how we can find out more about this coin. You're a freedom fighter to me. You are a freedom fighter. You're a modern day freedom fighter. Your voice and your platform and with your knowledge, your your intellect uh, and your experience needs to be something that's championed and blown from the mountaintops. I mean, people need to hear what you have to say. You should probably start your own podcast or something at some point because you're brilliant, brother. I want to talk to you about this coin, how we can how we can get more into it, how we can get some. Uh, I'll do that right after a quick word from today's sponsor. Friends, my sponsor today, my good friend, Mike Lindell. Friends, I just interviewed Kyle Rittenhouse. He was sharing how thankful he was for Mike Liddell, giving that $50,000 donation early on, which got him out of jail. Mike took a lot of heat for that. He's been canceled by 25 big box stores. He's lost about $65 million in revenue, but he's still fighting. He's fighting for election integrity. He's fighting for truth and justice over the 2020 election. So uh, what I'd like to say is get over to MyPillow.com or MyStore.com. His new website, MyStore.com, he's planning on rivaling Amazon. Get over there, and he still has the best discounts when you use the code TRUMP2020 because he believes it's not over or or at the very least – 2020 is going to go down in history as the year that things changed forever and woke America up and straightened out things that were being that were crooked for decades when it comes to our elections. So get over to MyPillow.com or MyStore.com and use that code TRUMP2020. So how can we get this coin? How can my viewers get this coin, find out more about this coin? Yeah, so um, lgbcoin.io is, is the coin's website. Uh, I encourage you to check it out. Um, there are some counterfeit coins out there. So, you know, if you do want to participate in the movement, uh, make sure you do go to lgbcoin.io and follow the instructions there. Um, as an investor protection advocate, I do have to say, though, that, you know, people should view this as a, as a digital collectible, something like buying a T-shirt. Right. It's a way to express their voice, express the freedom of speech that the courts still protect, even if social media won't. Um, And and as a group, collectively show displeasure with how things are going in this country um, and and, and stand up for their rights as a collective. But please do not spend any money on this that you can't afford. Don't think of it as an investment, um, even though. Uh, the coin has, uh, you know, appreciated quite rapidly. Um, you know, it's something that I, I've never seen an effect um, as I have with this coin. When you talk to people and, and you just tell about it, they grasp it immediately. They grasp this uh, digital uh, collectible 
Uh, they see what's going on with crypto, but um, you know, we have funds that are, that are incredible. I mean, our crypto fund is run with incredible risk management. The portfolio manager was a star at Citadel before that, and it'll take people 30 meetings and you know, copious due diligence to, to, to make an investment in that. Uh, but people hear about this coin and they're like, I want to buy this. Okay. It's, it's, it's just like your let's go Brandon t-shirt, like the ones, you know, Trump had sold, like, you know, this one, just people get the idea intuitively and they, they connect with it and they're, they're passionate about it. Um, so I'm, I'm truly blessed to, to have been brought into it by, by Jeff and Alex and, and, and the developers and, uh, and I got to tell you, the team here, you know, I've met with over 100 people who are actively working on this coin down here in Puerto Rico. Um, they put a lot of Fortune 100 companies to shame. Uh, and the, the internal controls, um, you know, making sure that, that it's kept safe and, and everything is done above board. I mean, it's, it's, it's really an impressive team. Well, I love it. I was showing the, uh, I was showing the page there for people that want to check it out. Uh, let's go uh, lgbcoin.io, and that's what you'll see to make sure you're at the right page. Uh, and you click that button; that'll walk you through it. And then uh, you got the different steps there. For those of you that are that are uh, already a little bit uh, knowledgeable about crypto and coins, uh, you'll get it. If not, you'll need to find somebody that is and probably help you walk it through. It's not that difficult, but you want to make sure you're doing uh, you're doing it right. So uh, let's lgbcoin.io is how they can find out more about it. I think it's a it's a bid for freedom. Uh, it's supporting a freedom fighter. It's supporting something that you are uh, that you are helping to make a blessing to a lot of other nonprofits, a lot of uh, other uh, good charity foundations that need our support, that need help. Uh, and again, you're the white white knight of Wall Street, brother. So I think with you, if you're championing it with your background, I, I don't think it's a loser. I, I think it's only going to win. But like James said, only put in, think about it like buying some T-shirts or whatever you can afford to just buy that's like, hey, I got this T-shirt because I'm representing Let's Go Brandon. Get some coin with the same mindset. And if it does uh, take off like I think it's going to, then maybe it'll grow and be a nice little bonus for you. But uh, I know you have some other things in the works that we cannot get into some very exciting things that should make national headlines without a doubt. Uh, and some very interesting people that are also aligning with this that I know my audience will absolutely love. Uh, but I know we can't get into that yet. So James, I'd love to have you back on in the very near future. And again, friends, if you're going to get some coin, I'd say get it as soon as you can. Cause once some of this stuff breaks, it's just, it's going to increase. That's what they do. So, uh, James, I'd love to have you back on again in the future, my brother. David, anytime, man. You're the man. And uh, and just one last thing. You mentioned Texas. I got to meet Governor Abbott about a month ago. Uh, you know, Texas, I think, stands right with, with Florida. And, you know, Texas is the original Alamo. But, uh, you know, kudos to the Patriots in, in your state and in mine who are, you know, standing up and, you know, showing that, you know, common sense and herd immunity um it, it is the way out of this and it's not by acquiescence to fascist dictates that's right 100 percent. i'm thankful i live in texas otherwise i'd be in florida i love florida love uh, ron DeSantis, and uh yeah we're we're there's a few other states too that are still championing freedom but uh, i think we're leading the way especially especially florida so james katulis god bless you my brother thank you so much 
for fighting for the American people like you did and for fighting for us today and championing this, this coin it's all about right now. Let's go, Brandon. So God bless you, my brother. I'll have you back on again soon, and I'm excited to see where this coin goes. God bless you, sir, and uh, let's go, America. Let's go, Brandon. All day. <laughs> all right, brother. Thank you so much. Friends, get over to LGB. I always want to say let's go, Brandon, because it's just that's what I say. But LGBcoin.io, LGBcoin.io. Read the story. Read more about James, what he's done. Uh, you can v verify everything I said we shared. Do your own research. But I'm telling you, I only bring you the stuff that I believe in and that I think will be a powerful blessing for those people that are watching or listening. So share this with as many people as possible. We need to all be freedom fighters. Instead of getting a few shirts or buy, spending a couple hundred bucks on merch, whatever, if you can, uh, get the coin. Get it get it right, right, right now while it's like got five or six zeros before the first digit. Uh, and then, hey, let's hope it moves some digits and uh, becomes a blessing for you. I have some of this coin. I know Candace Owens has promoted this coin. There's going to be some other very big names very soon. They're going to be talking about it. And uh, this is your chance to get in early again at your own uh, at your own ability. Uh, so God bless you. Please share this with as many people as you can. 10, 25 friends, 50 friends. Share it. Let's get the word out. We need to, we need to bless James. And, uh, and don't forget to get over to MyPillow.com or MyStore.com and use that code TRUMP2020. Uh, Mike, Mike, uh, needs our support and we, and I love his products. So God bless you guys. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show.